team sports as an adult. What's going on with you? Are you alright? Oh, I was mimicking your tight hamstrings. I missed it. It's going like this. And then I said, ouch. <laughs> no, I mean, as you can see, I can fully extend my legs. Okay. So, <laughs> that was really very rude. I understand how bodies work. That was very rude what you just said. Um, Rhea. <laughs> Rhea. Yes, Cameron. Great to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad you made it out of Jurassic Park with that Barbasol can full of dinosaur DNA. Ah, ah, ah. I just made that noise before we left the house, and you knew what I meant, right? I just yeah, of course. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> this is... A, we're talking about a Jurassic Park that's from before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it was just a park, not a world. Some of you might not know about it. Speaking of things you might not know about due to your age, I don't know what age you are, the L word is going to be a reboot! <laughs> and I do mean rebooted! Because lesbians like boots. I'm not wearing my boots. I'm wearing my box tonight. <laughs> my re-box. Um, <laughs> Rhea. Yes. How, what a day. I know. What a day, you know? Tough day for the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this country had it too good for too long. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it was, what's his name? Morning Joe? was like, I'm no longer Republican today. And so, I just, like, I can't... It just speaks to the power of a goddamn email. Yeah. I think it speaks to the power of a whiteness. You can just keep being a Republican for a very long time. Like, he was still a Republican after the weird face... It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. He's just uh, not a I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, he's like, I'm leaving my party because yeah, we my barely party talked about left the L word me. and then you went right into morning I Joe. Know. <laughs> Which is a little weird. It is. I agree. You know where they had great morning Joe? The planet. Uh, that is near the coffee shop in the L word. Now, the L word was a television show wow. about skinny people <laughs> and it <laughs> took place in Vancouver. Yes, it did. Oh, Canada. Yeah, and um, what's, what are uh, some... Mostly girls in tight dresses. Who dragon with mustaches. Dragon with mustaches. Yeah. Chicks riding fast on genoos. <laughs> with long lashes. With long lashes, you know? Women they were just fighting fucking... Women who love long lost women who... <laughs> get, give? Live? Yeah, I don't know. They donate this a lot of money the... to the HRC. Because it feels like it should be... Get... Is it give and then live? 
That's weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, anyway, we're trying to be on it. We're trying to be on I'm, the I'm reboot. To run it. Are, we are campaigning, campaigning on Twitter. Twitter. Let me make your television We're saying, show for excuse you. me, but would you like your lesbians to live on the east side? Would you like them to be queer? Would you like them to have a lot of different types of friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's us. <laughs> we'll do that. We could be the new Bet and Tina. We're married. <laughs> oh boy. Tina! <laughs> I'm about to make that my ringtone. You, I like, just watched. <laughs> I like that you had that ready and then I don't have anything to say as Tina because she has almost she no has lines. She has no lines. <laughs> All Tina, she says Tina is just like. Goes, bet, bet. Wait, I've bet. actually got a good. I've, I've got a good bet. Tina impression. Bet. I've got a good one. Sure. I just don't know if I can parent this child. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? A lot of you get the jokes that we're saying. And others of you don't get the jokes that we're saying. And can you understand that, like, I can only relate to, like, 1% to 2% of all media and that usually my experience at stand-up shows is what you're having right now? <laughs> I, like, only just learned about baseball last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, you didn't even know it existed and before. And boy, stand-up comics don't even talk to me like I know about it. And then at home, I have to deal with your bullshit constantly looking at a baseball game with another baseball game in the same TV and then you're looking at your stupid fantasy yeah, yeah, yeah. stupid baseball and these boys that I do this job with they don't know that that's my life they think I don't know any of the current players on the Dodgers but Justin Turner Cody Bellinger Kershaw oh yeah great job and the one guy used to play first base, he's hurt. And the other guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. he has tight pants. Kike Hernandez. Yes, yeah, yeah. And but what about the guy with the last name that's really fun to say? <laughs> he plays right field. He throws hard. Pweek! There you go. That's my favorite. Pweek, pweek, pweek. That's what's fun. Yeah. I like saying it like a vuvuzuela. Or vuvuzuela. I can't say it because um, I'm a white person and I don't know how to say things properly. Um, Rhea, so anyway, the L word is a big deal. Yes. In our um, lives. Yes, in our yes. lives, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how is it going to be... Do you know what I realized today? Like, I don't think they had phones. <laughs> like, I think well, they like, had landlines. Like, Bet had a phone. Because she was Cause fancy she was, like, from the fancy future. and rich yeah. and had, like, a job. Because <laughs> all the rest of them did not have jobs. I know. No, they had jobs. I mean, all of they the had things jobs. that they did were jobs, Chart but they did maker. not do those jobs. <laughs> Hair skateboarder. Right, right, right. I mean, I... <laughs> yeah. Assistant to Cameron Mannheim. <laughs> yeah. Actress whisperer. Do you know what's something that happens like once in that show that I've actually only, I've seen it one other time in pornography and it is the number one thing that makes me laugh the very most. Oh, I know what you're going to say. I know you know what I'm going to say. It's I uh, pull up a seat. Yeah. Yes. Shane did it one time by the side of the pool. Shane is the Cameron Esposito of the television. Whoa! Shots fired. <laughs> just Every the, group just, of lesbian friends is all like, I'm the Shane. <laughs> well, what else would I be? The Alice? <laughs> no. Well, then who am I? 
character, Rhea. She was was a great character. She was yes, a she great was. character. Yeah, she R. was. R.I.P. Chris Bay. Um, oh yeah, it's this move, uh, which I've seen on only two people: Shane and this person in this pornography I was watching, and. <laughs> That is. Oh, I you, thought you were going to talk about like parachutes. The the other thing. Never mind. Go ahead. Oh no, they don't parachute. No, they in don't the L do that. Word, which is what's so great about it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's I, <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> it's a patented term that I have patented. <laughs> I didn't patent it. Okay, it's a thing I say. Oswald. Uh, it's a thing Oswald. I say uh, about when lesbian sex scenes happen in television shows and nobody's touching each other but everybody's climaxing I call it skydiving because it's hands in the air what's going on why why is this so satisfying for them I don't understand this actually would explain skydiving no the move I'm talking about is somebody takes off their pants and they already have a strap on on but with also already a dildo in it <laughs> like they're right. not packing they have a full erect yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 inch and we've watched them go to parties get gas in their car <laughs> drive over to the house knock on the door <laughs> uh, anyway so I hope to see more of that and this is so what a weird segue because we have to get off the stage in a second but well well, okay I have two other things I want to talk about yeah we'll have to just maybe parcel them out yeah we'll talk about one of them later I'll Uh, maybe talk uh, about the one of them okay and then the other one is just a personal favor that I'm going to ask of you guys here in this audience. So we had a really big thing happen since the last time we were here at Put Your Hands Together. Yes, we did. Which is that Ryan, who is in the booth, who's a (laughs) producer on this show, and Rachel, who I think is here somewhere, not not over there, (laughs) uh, they got engaged. (laughs) So... Ryan, when Rhea and I moved to LA and we didn't know what the fuck to do with ourselves, I asked Ryan to have lunch with me and I told him this vision that I had for this show and he came here to the UCB and helped us pitch this show and he's the reason that, you know, that this has all happened and we've been working with him for a bunch of years and he's family. And then Rachel is also uh, Rhea and my makeup artist. And I cannot tell you as a queer woman how fucking important it is to find somebody who understands like exactly how Very much important. you it's so important I'm getting a gift but I have to weigh in here yeah it's so important the first time I got my makeup done in Los Angeles which I'll admit was the first time anyone put makeup on my face in my entire life <laughs> including I your... said yeah including myself yeah the only other time was when I stole my mom's lipstick tester and put it all over my entire face and when she got home I said I'm the devil <laughs> only other time <laughs> so when we first got here i was getting makeup done for for something and they were like so oh, what, I what do you want done and but, i was like but, 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 but go ahead go ahead joke is happening yeah go ahead go ahead and i said uh, i don't know just like natural and then when i looked in the mirror i had full makeup on like full 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 ballerina makeup on and i was like oh no and then i of course just kept it on my face because i'm not going to say anything yeah but then i met rachel and she was like yeah i get it and then just did my makeup the way i wanted it 
to be done. And yeah. that's like a huge, huge, huge thing. It's I know, really and it thing. might sound like we're talking about nonsense when we talk about makeup, but if you are on television, let me just tell you something. <laughs> if you go on television and you let somebody film your face and you're not wearing any makeup, you look like a very bad corpse. Yeah. You know that part? You in don't the first... look. Oh, she's so easy breezy. You yeah. look fucked the fuck up. Like, yeah. It's like in Batman when Joker infects all the like hygiene products and then you cut to the news and they're all like, today in Gotham and their faces are falling off. That's what you look like. Yeah, you do not. It's not okay. So, uh, because this is our job when we're someone's on television, we had to figure out we had to figure out who to trust. And so then we, we trust this person so much. She lets me call um, lipstick men's lip tint. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we brought you guys a little treat, which is a little That's cupcake why I'm hanging for each halfway of you. Come into out here the with building. this little cupcake for each of them. Yay! Um, and yeah. And so, Rachel, thank you for being our family member. Will you pass this back to Rachel? Here's the other one that goes to Ryan. I don't Ryan's know. up there. He's so tall away. Somebody's going to have to take it. I'm going to throw it. Ryan, thank you for being our family member, too. Um, yeah, we love you so much, and congratulations. Thank and you. we will totally do your makeup for your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do your hair. It'll just be a hat. <laughs> she just gets married in a Dodger's in a Dodger hat. hat. Yeah. Uh, Oh boy, well you guys, uh, how are you feeling? We have a wonderful show for you tonight. This first comic. So funny. Oh, is hilarious and. He has a great podcast. Great podcast yeah. called Julian Loves Music. Beautiful hair. Uh, you guys are going to be entranced by it. Uh, third best hair in the biz. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it right now for Julian McCullough. Give it up for Julian. Hey guys, keep it going for um, you know the yeah the ladies. Can I call? Can I call them ladies? Just kidding. I'm uh. Don't worry, I'm the only straight white guy on the show. It gets real diverse after this. Uh. But I am divorced and my four-year-old daughter's backstage, so that's got to count for something, right? That's not... I'm broken. Um, new levels of... You approach new levels of anger in your 30s. Uh, not, not my own anger. People get mad at you uh, when the stakes are higher. I had a person who shall remain nameless uh, get so mad at me two weeks ago on the phone that she hung up while she was screaming. You ever make someone so mad that they hang up on themselves? They're like, I've had it with you listening to me. Um, I was in uh, therapy a couple weeks ago, and I was saying, oh, I said, uh, she goes, so what's going on? I go, I'm just, I'm so fucking broke, I think I'm going to kill myself. And she goes, all right, look, you're in therapy, so you can't say I'm going to kill myself without me making sure that you're not really going to kill yourself. I go, yeah, no, I'm not actually going to kill myself yet. Um, but is that a real thing? Like, if I, if I say I'm going to kill myself, you have to ask me? She goes, yeah. I go, she goes, wait, are you? And I was like, 
if you ask me every time if I'm going to kill myself because I say I'm going to I'm just going to fucking kill myself if you do this the whole time. And then at the end she was like that'll be $180 and I was like pa I'm going to kill myself and she was like are you really going to kill yourself? And I was like are you serious with $180? Your prices went up. Um So we broke up. I uh, is that what you call it when you don't see a therapist anymore? I don't understand boundaries. So I grew up in, uh, well, all over, really. My parents were artsy, which is uh, super fun for them. It's not great to be the child of artsy parents. You know, they were the, kind, they were the type, when I was like six, I'd be like, um, can I get some Transformers? And my mom would be like, you should write a poem and transform that into a more beautiful poem. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this family sucks. This is a true thing my dad said to me when I asked for a bike. I go, hey, Dad, can I get a bike? And he goes, I just worry that your possessions will start to own you. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to let the bike ride me. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm six. There was, that was in the 80s in San Francisco, which was peak San Francisco, by the way. Uh, that was full house San Francisco. But we didn't live in the full house part of San Francisco, which turned out to be Burbank. Uh, but we did uh, live in a terrible part, and this was back when San Francisco still had terrible parts, and um, I, was, I got kidnapped. <laughs> what? Uh, it's weird that most of you didn't laugh, like you're worried if I got away. I'm here now. <laughs> So it's fine. He's not over there. He's my manager now. So we have a we had a deal. I can pursue stand up as long as I don't bring this up. So he's probably going to be pissed. Uh, no, it would have it would have been fine. Except, well, okay, here's what happened. So uh, I was going to the. This was back when you kids could just like leave the house. Um, Seriously, I was like six, maybe seven. My best friend Brian was there with me uh, one day, and we were f we lived four blocks from the playground, and my parents would just let us d go to the playground by ourselves. Like, that is un... I don't know how many of you are parents. Probably none of you, because you're still pursuing things. But I... If you go to a playground in L.A., there's no kid there without their parents. It's just not a thing. And it was very common in the 80s, where you would just be like... You know what I mean? Like, parents back then were, were like, I mean, if you get back, you get dinner. So, uh, keep your eye on the prize. Uh, so we walked all the way down to the playground by ourselves, and uh, my bro we see this kid halfway there, and my friend Brian um, starts picking on him. And he's messing with he Brian was a dick. But he had Nintendo, so I was like, uh -uh, you're my best friend. So, uh... <laughs> So he starts picking on this kid, rips his t-shirt off of him, throws it in the street. And the kid, like, is crying, has to put his t-shirt on, back on, it's ripped. So I, we split up after that. Like, I don't, I don't mean, like, relationship-wise. I just mean, like, we went different ways. He went home, I think, and I went to the playground. So I'm playing in the sand, like, five minutes later, and I'm digging, a, uh, like, a tunnel um, in the sand, because I found that very satisfying, and I don't need to explore that. And... Um, LAUGHTER 
There's other kids in the sandbox. There's there's a couple of parents there, or they were just you know interested parties. Who knows, <laughs> right? So uh, anyway, all I remember is this like sweaty brown arm grabs me from behind, like like around my mouth, like this. I don't mean to make it like racial, but you remember details vividly when you're being stolen. So that was the one arm, and then the other arm was around my stomach, and he pulls me out of the, the, the sandbox and drags me off the playground. The other kids don't do anything. The parents don't do anything. And he throws me into the back of a brown windowless van. For real! In the 80s! He kidnapped me with a brown windowless van in the 80s. It's like, you fucking hack. So, uh... <laughs> I can't believe none of the people did anything to this to this day. I can't believe nobody cared. So uh, he throws me in the back, slams the door. It's pitch black, and I'm not freaking out. Is the weirdest part of this memory. I remember specifically being calm because back in the '80s, I don't know if they still do this with kids, but in the '80s, uh, your your elementary school teachers would all basically tell you like you're probably gonna get kidnapped at some point. It's just inevitable. <laughs> And I was in the back of the van like, I guess it's my turn, you know what I mean? And I wasn't scared because they don't tell you why you shouldn't get kidnapped. They just like are like, don't do it. Uh, so I thought legitimately that if you got kidnapped, it was because a different family just wanted you more. Which is kind of sweet. So I'm like, all right, I mean, I'm going to miss my family, but maybe this new family has Transformers. So he gets in the front seat. Sla- you know, slams the door, s- looks back at me, and starts screaming at me in Spanish. And I'm like, fuck! Like, I, I, gotta, I don't know Spanish. What am I going to do in this family? <laughs> then another little kid pops his head around the front seat, right? And I'm like, I, I didn't even get shotgun in my own kidnapping. <laughs> it was the kid that we had been picking on. He had gone home, told his dad that two boys had picked on him, and his dad said, let's go find him. So he drove, his idea was to drive around the neighborhood and then just steal those two kids and throw them in the back of his van. So that's what he did. So he's like, where's Brian? Because the kid's like, it wasn't really Julian. It was, it, was, it was his friend that was the worst one. So now his dad's like, where's Brian? You know, don't they stop Brian or whatever. Like over and over. And I'm, for some reason, I didn't give up Brian. How crazy is that? I'm seven. I'm in the back of a van. And I'm like, I'm not telling you shit. <laughs> I know exactly where Brian lives. He's got the house with the Nintendo in it. But I won't tell him, which is so crazy to me because if I got thrown into the back of a van today and somebody's like, where's Brian? I'd go through every Brian in my phone and be like, this is all the information I have on all of them. So I don't give it up. And he, he gets frustrated and he drives me back to the playground and throws me back in the sand pit. Right, My tunnel's still there. And I remember all the other kids were there, and they were like, whoa, and the other pair. And I was like, I just I stood around. I was like, nice, everybody, real nice. <laughs> so I went home late. My parents were like, what happened? And I couldn't say I got kidnapped because I'd already lied about being kidnapped before when I hadn't been, so I couldn't use it again. <laughs> all right, you guys were great. Thank you very much. I got I was terrified of being kidnapped in the 80s and 90s when I grew up. I was not kidnapped, though. Julian was talking about cell phone service. I'm going to skip to that. 
I love that perfectly timed cough. <laughs> like, I was never kidnapped. <laughs> sorry, it's sorry. I'm gonna go get kidnapped and then I'll come back. I was watching my favorite television show, American Pickers. <laughs> For some of you, that is a curveball. For a lot of you, you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I took a long break. It's pretty difficult to watch American Pickers after November 9th. <laughs> after November 8th, I was like, all these people, all of them, like I couldn't, I just could not watch it at all. And so then I decided the other day to pop it on. It's like, I need to get lost in a honey hole. And if you guys are not familiar with that show, it's about two gentlemen who drive all across America, picking American stuff, buying stuff from people, searching out collectible stuff, whatever. They're like two pals from uh, like elementary school and high school. Their names are Mike and Frank. Yeah. Mike is the cool one. Frank is the nerd. They're both lovable, but Frank is a huge nerd. <laughs> he has a nickname, which is TikTok which is not a nickname that he has ever used or heard to his face. It's just a nickname that everyone had for him behind his back that he knows about as an adult man <laughs> because he liked to collect clocks. So people called him TikTok, <laughs> which I think is adorable. But he was on the show having a phone call with somebody that works for them back in Iowa. And I have had the same phone call in the same instance. And I felt I related so hard to this moment. He was on speakerphone talking to this person who was like, hey, I got it. And then I Come and then Frank just goes like, you're breaking up! Why do we get so mad at the other person who has absolutely no control or plan set in place to, like, the other person goes like, you know what? I'm going to make a shitty call. I don't like Frank's attitude lately. Hey, how do you like it, Frank? <laughs> I mean, I do this every time when I call somebody and they're bringing up, I'm like, I, God damn it, I can't hear you. <laughs> it's not their fault. Why am I so furious? I have a phone in my hand. I'm in a car. Well, it's earbuds. I'm hands-free all the time. <laughs> I get so mad about it. But then I got a beautiful moment in that episode as well because later, it, it was a Frank episode. It was a Frank Supercut episode. I highly recommend watching this episode on demand if you have cable, because it will make your day so happy. Not only does Frank love clocks, because if you are a collector, or what I like to call a hoarder, <laughs> collector is just, like just like an elite name for like, I collect a bunch of stuff, <laughs> and I can't get rid of it, and I love it, and I know all of its value, and I'm drowning in it. <laughs> Frank's other, you have like fav specific favorite things that you like to collect. Like I like to collect belt buckles, pocket knives, and uh, lighters. Those are my smalls. I'm real into smalls. <laughs> Which just means I don't want to spend a lot of money. <laughs> but anyway, he likes clocks, but he also likes cans. He loves oil cans. He collects like motor oil cans. Vintage motor oil cans and there is a segment in his episode where he finds the holy grail of motor cans motor oil cans it is a harley davidson motor oil can that is 108 years old which is a crazy thing that it even exists i think it's cool and he's just going like oh, okay, okay, okay. literally this like 40 year old man is going like i got it i got it out of the can 
Okay. I've never seen this can before. I gotta have this can. I gotta have this can. Like, this is how he's talking in the room with the can. And then they cut away to his talking at it, and he's just two camera like, I gotta have the can. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta have the can. Mike has to pull him aside and be like, dude, you gotta calm down about the can. You're gonna lose the can. He's like, I know, but I want the can. So he like barters, he goes back and forth with, with these guys. I'm gonna spoil it for you guys. He gets the can. I believe he pays $3,500 for the can. And it's going in his private collection, which means he's not recouping that money at all. And I'm just going, that's a lot of money for a can! <laughs> but the best moment of this entire thing, that I won't be ruining it for you by telling you this, because when you actually see it, it will be that much better. Because he does the two camera thing like, I got the can! Like, he's just so excited. Tells the producers, like, I got it! I'm so excited! And then they cut to them in the van, driving away from the people, waving goodbye as they always do. And Frank is hanging out of the side of the van and he goes, Thanks for the can! <laughs> and he says it with pure human joy. Like, I've never seen a person on television or film say something with just pure, primitive, I'm the happiest I've ever been! And it is just a beautiful moment on television. So I just want to share that with you guys. <sighs> I'm glad you were here for that. So our next comic, <laughs> I don't know if they're a fan of American Pickers or not, but we'll find out. Um, it is our first time on the show, so you guys know what we do when it's somebody's first time. We give them a huge more put your hands together welcome right <laughs> all right yes so you guys please get it going right now get it started that's what i mean for Suka agarwa hey i have not seen american pickers but after that description i will holy shit <laughs> Pure human joy? I would love to look into that. <laughs> that is why I watch dog videos on YouTube. Um, guys, what's up? It's good to be here. They were talking about politics a little bit. I don't know if anyone has relatives in another country, but it's weird the way they get American politics, right? Like, one of my cousins called me right after the election. It's like, somebody you've got to get out of America. It is no longer safe for people like us. I was like, how are you only worried about me now? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I'm a train wreck. I spent a year without a bed frame and five roommates. Do you understand that? Do you know what it's like to roll over and literally hit rock bottom? Do you have any idea? Also, I've lived by myself since I was 20. I've seen some shit, right? Got grabbed by a drunk dude once. What do they tell if you're a girl? Kick him in the dick, right? What do they not tell you? He might be too fat for you to hit that dick. They don't tell you that. I'll never forget that. I was like, get away from me, you pervert. I was like, wait a minute. Is that stomach? What happens? <laughs> and then he got embarrassed and he walked away. I was like, did I just fat shame my way out of an assault? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> it's nuts. Also, this isn't anything I'm not used to. Like, I grew up in a very small, very racist neighborhood, but for some reason, my parents didn't explain racism to me. <laughs> like, she figured it out, you know? And I'll never forget this. I was walking home. Neighbor hangs his head out of a window. He was like, back to where it came from! But I didn't know racism, so I was like, yeah, I'm walking home. <laughs> like, I didn't know he was a racist. I just thought I had a hype man. <laughs> 
He's like, learn English. Like, I'm gonna work on that book report, Carl. I've got you. <laughs> you people are lazy. I'm like, you're right. I'm gonna seize the day. Let's do this. <laughs> it's like one of those childhood memories you don't realize is messed up until you're older. <laughs> you're like making toast and you're like, ah, fuck, Carl was racist. <laughs> hits you. <laughs> it's insane. I watch a lot of news. Um, I hate Bill O'Reilly. I'll preface it with that, but I also don't understand why Fox News fired him. Let me explain that shit. I know where I am. Uh, here's the thing. I don't know if you watch it, but these are real things Bill O'Reilly has said on air, right? He said the slaves that built the White House were probably well-fed well and they had good lodgings. That's the thing he said. And then he said that the majority of black people weren't educated and they had tattoos on their forehead. That's the thing he said. And then Fox News fired him because he called one of his black coworkers hot chocolate. I was like, how are you gonna fire Bill O'Reilly for the nicest thing he's ever said to a black person? <laughs> I guarantee you he's so fucked he didn't even know it was racist. He's like, I can't be racist, just ask my best friend, hot chocolate. Like he had no idea. No idea. Also, he's been creepy on air this entire time. Like, how are you gonna hire a creep and then be mad when he does creep shit, you know? It's like adopting a monkey and being like, I had to get rid of it, too much monkey business. It's like, yeah, what did you think? <laughs> but that's the thing, like, Fox News didn't give a fuck about what he was doing, right? They were mad because the advertisers pulled out and there was no money, which I think is hilarious that Fox News treated one of the biggest misogynists like he was a stripper that got too old. <laughs> like, we appreciate the work, but you're gonna have to trade in those glass heels for some Skechers shape-ups. <laughs> Bye, Bill. <laughs> such a weird time in news in general man fake news okay here's the thing like if you think all news is fake i can't prove you wrong i think it's unlikely can't prove you wrong what i think is insane is the people that think some of the news is fake but they're the ones that found the truth i'm like really you you're the one that foiled the illuminati <laughs> you're the one while taking a dump and watching a youtube video you found the truth it's like your nickname in high school was deep throat but for a different reason <laughs> the same it's insane man fake news is dangerous though like remember that time like there were thousands of people who believed Hillary Clinton was running a pedophile ring out of a DC pizza shop remember that shit and then one dude finally busted in with an automatic weapon and he looked for the kids and then when he didn't find them he just turned himself in and that dude is an asshole but you know who's a bigger asshole than him the thousands of other people who also thought there was a pedophile ring and did nothing about it <laughs> left phone calls who is calling about that like, hey stop fucking kids stick to pizza like what are you doing they left yelp reviews do you understand how useless of a human being do you have to be to be like two stars good grandma slice but they won't stop fucking kids i can't who is doing that i'm just saying that man is a hero like a really dumb hero <laughs> it's crazy uh, I don't mind making fun of people. My whole family's fucked. I, uh, <laughs> I come from like very, very, very old school arranged marriage immigrant parents, right? And um, I wish I was kidding about this. This is how different we are culturally. My mom went back to India to have a bunch of psychics read my birth chart to ask when I was going to get married. It gets worse. <laughs> the psychics just told her I was a giant hoe. <laughs> I know. Do you know how disrespectful that is? <laughs> old Indian dude sitting on a mountaintop like you see the Big Dipper the way it turns your daughter has been with too many men do you see this 
those three stars, that is Orion's belt, and that is your daughter undoing Orion's belt. Did you see her? <laughs> so fucking bad. So I like being in LA though. People are more liberal, you know? It's much easier to get drugs out here too. <laughs> Spent a lot of time out in New York and they still haven't, they've decriminalized it, but they won't legalize it because they say the same thing. Like we care about public health. I'm like, bullshit. If you cared about public health, it would not be legal to buy a McChicken for under a dollar. That's the sound of an irregular heartbeat. Did you know that? Bye, guy, get out of here. You guys, you've been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Keep it going, you guys. Let's hear it for Sabah. Oh, do you know, I'm going to tell you the God's honest truth. So Rhea and I had a weird experience. We flew over 4th of July. We went to Boston because my sister lives in Boston and my sister just had a baby. So I'm an aunt for the first time and I have a baby human uh, that kind of looks like me, which is super fucking strange. Um, I don't know if anybody here has had a family member have a baby recently or any that would share this intimate of a thing but they now can do like these three-dimensional sonograms where before the baby's born you like see what their facial features look like in relief so when I saw this baby even before seeing this baby I was like oh shit I am gonna go meet a baby who looks like me and that is gonna fuck me up <laughs> Like, I knew it would because, you guys, I'm 35. I know it's hard to tell a lesbian's age, but I'm 35. <laughs> and um, I have no idea if it is internal or external, but there's something going on re-babies for me. I don't know if it's just that I know, like, that somebody has told me that there's a clock or that there actually is some sort of clock. There's a clock! But I don't know if somebody pointed at the clock or if I'm aware of the clock. There's a clock somewhere. And my, my dad is adopted, um, and so is his sister. So a bunch of my family doesn't look like me. Um, and I grew up with grandparents that don't look like me, and I grew up with cousins that don't look like me, and um, I am, you might, uh, queer. And so I didn't ever think like I would be married and I didn't ever think I would want to continue uh, generations of Espositos so I didn't ever know there might be another person in the world with my face <laughs> but there is and I mean I knew this would fuck me up because I don't I've like never done um, I don't know how to use Snapchat which I know is over I apologize for even bringing it up but I'm bringing it up just for the one context that the only time I've ever used it I put Rhea's face on my face like I did the thing where you put the face on the face and then I looked at it and I realized oh my god this is the baby we can't have and then I cried out of my eyes and then I said well yeah they said Snapchat was fun they told me I'd be a funny dog no it's just the baby that I scientifically could make if they would just release that technology because they have it they can make two mice make another little mouse 
But they won't give it to me. I met this baby. This baby looked like me. My sister is... You know what the thing is? When you do stand-up comedy for a living, people think that you are like... Your life is wild because you talk about wild... Because you know what it is? Fucking men, dudes that do this job, have lied to you. Oh, yeah, after the show, I fucking go out and bang chicks that I don't even know. No! After the show, you go home. Sometimes a home is a hotel room and you sit by yourself and you think about the show and try to get your endorphin levels to drop down to a place where you could possibly sleep. That is why a lot of comics live in California because of the pot. It's the only way we can calm down. So... My sister, uh, she's a little older than me. She is really cool and she's active all the time and she's also like a lawyer. She says like, she has this very big life and a zillion friends and um, I feel like I already had a 20s. Like I was a stand-up comic in my 20s and I didn't have a bed. I slept on a blanket pile. Like I fucked a clown. So it's like, I already did it. You know what I mean? Like I already did it. Um, <laughs> I already did it. My sister turned to me holding this baby and she goes, I don't know if you realize how much my life has changed. Okay, I have this baby now. What's my life going to be? Like, I'm just going to stay home and watch movies and what, like, get a Blue Apron subscription? And, like, that's already my life. <laughs> that's the life I chose from all of the lives. <laughs> I want that baby so bad. She's like, because here's the other thing. My family is very understanding, but generally across the board, if you tell people, if you tell straight people that you want to have a kid and that it seems hard because you're queer, they, the first, nobody ever goes like, oh yeah, yeah, that is hard. People go, you can. You can totally do that. You can. And, like, number one, yes, I can. Here's the first thing, straight up. It is expensive. It is expensive to get a baby if you can't just accidentally Lego together a baby. <laughs> this is also true for a lot of people who are straight, who have a hard time conceiving, or trans families. And, like, like there's a lot of people that fall in this category. But I'm just telling you that, like, Frozen sperm is not that effective. It doesn't work that well. I mean, fresh stuff is the best. And if I felt super comfortable about fresh sperm, I think my life would have gone differently in a bunch of different ways. I would maybe already have that sperm. The last time I was around sperm, I was seeing Speed 2 in the theaters. And even at that time, the sperm could not have impregnated me because it was in his pants. <laughs> so, adoption is also difficult. It's very expensive. You have to have money for lawyers. 
So you have to, you have, to have a fam- a, a person has to also pick you. Somebody has to come to your house and look at your life and think that you should have a baby, which is also like the most fucked up job interview ever. Because like, I also don't know, like I love tiny humans. I'm really into small kids. I was like a nanny for a long time and I worked in special ed. I mean, Julian's daughter was backstage and I shook her hand. Because I was like, I respect you. And she shook my hand. She's four. I mean, it was like a cool moment. I wish you guys could have seen it. Um, But like, I know I love tiny kids, but I can't tell if my need to have one in my life is that like, I think tiny kids are cool. I've always fucking thought they were rad to talk to. Or if it's like, I don't want the state to be in charge of wiping my asshole eventually do you guys get that are you at that age yet like there's a part of you that goes like I'm in 35 it's never gonna get better someday I'm gonna need help who's gonna do that job I don't know how rich I'm gonna get I'm not sure how famous I will be You gotta get really rich and famous to get that sweet butthole help. Otherwise, it's like whatever's available. So, I'm not sure what to do yet. The other thing, this is the final thing. Being a woman married to another woman, you know that being a woman and carrying babies is totally a fucked up curse slash. I mean, people are like, oh, it's a beautiful thing and you can't believe you can do it. Okay, sure. But also, like, it takes you out of the game, man. (laughs) Your bod gets weird, dude. (laughs) It fucking hurts. It comes out of you. The baby comes out of you. And we both know that. So, like, how... I mean, there's a part of me that, like, loves my wife so much, I don't want her to go through that. And then there's a part of me that loves myself more. (laughs) So how could you decide who does it? I mean, honestly, the only reason I would for sure do it would be, like, just a sweet career move. It would be good for my career. Like, fuck you, Ali Wong, right? You know what I mean? (laughs) Just kidding, she's a personal friend. But I am coming for you, girl. All right, you guys have been great. Let's keep the show rolling. Um, Oh, you should just clap for me, that was good. It feels good to clap all together. It feels nice, even if there's not a punchline, then sometimes I just have to tell you, because then you, feel, you all feel like, we were, like, we feel like we've all achieved a thing together, and it's important to do that. Um, this next comic, fucking great. And I'm excited to see him. He asked me backstage if he could do a certain type of material, and I hope he was not joking. Ladies and gentlemen, it's here right now for Roman F. Give it up for Roman.
Hi. What if I sang to you right now as a singer? Whatever. I just, um, I don't know why I get super high right before I go on stage every time. Do you ever like forget how to walk? Is that, is that normal? I don't even know. If that... I was watching on the monitor all you guys clap, and because I was high, I was tripping out, and I was like, do you think it's weird when you like something you clap? This could be anything, right? It could be like... hands-free, you're holding a beat. Add a sound. Could be holding your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Can we just try it really quick right now? Pretend I'm done. Thank you, three, two, one. Guys, what are you doing? I love what are you doing, it's the best shutdown. Try it sometime. If someone's being deeply incorrect, don't get mad, just, what are you doing? <laughs> DJ at the club, like, I know he's not doing anything, I like to go right up there. Like, Um, I met Sting this weekend. I know, isn't that weird? First of all, the name, what? Like, he chose that name. He wasn't born with it, he must have been like, it must be deep and thoughtful and penetrating and dark. Sting. And I like charmed him, I told him all about Burning Man and like this whole thing. And then he, as he was leaving, we were waiting for our cars. He like rolled his window down, he's like, hey Roman, you're a flower. I know, I was like, Sting called me a flower. And then he rolled his window back down, he goes, that's the pussy of a plant. And he rolled it back up and drove it. <laughs> but I was thinking about it, that is the pussy of a plant. It's like the reproductive organ and it, that's, you know, makes the fruit. Did you know that, the flower? I was eating a plum the other day and it was this like delicious ruby red gift from the gods and inside there was a pit. And in nature, you'd like shit that out and it would become another tree and it's pure magic. And I'm so glad people don't reproduce that way. Wouldn't that be gross? Like, hey, you're hot. Like, I want to eat your pussy flower and then take a dump. And maybe a baby will be born. I mean, it kind of is like that, but like... But no, it, nature made it fun for us. Like, it's amazing that it's like this cool game and, you know... Because like some species... Like, don't cats just like get stuck inside of each other and scream the whole time? I think that's what they do. Does anyone here like cats, by the way? You're gonna have to go, you gotta leave. No, I'm just kidding, it's fine. Um, I joined a gym, I joined Equinox. I know, what? It's so crazy to me that there's a, as a gay homosexual, that there's a place like filled with people, like hot guys all showering and lathering up together and then I'm allowed to go in there. <laughs> it's so good. Just think about it, like as a straight guy, if you were allowed to go into the locker room where there's like a women's volleyball team or whatever, and they're all lathering up, and like, that's where you go to shower. It shouldn't be allowed. It should be like separated based on what you want. And that's what you shouldn't be able to get to have. Like, sorry, I mean, I want to be able to, but like, no, it's like, you're gay, you're not going in there. I also installed Facial. Has anyone tried that app? The virtual plastic surgery app? You guys haven't heard of it? Why are you laughing? 
It's that they put the beads behind your ears and it's like $4 an hour and you activate it and it tightens. You don't know about it? Wait. There's like a, a five second preview, but then it goes away. Hold on. Or else you have to pay. Ready? Hold on. So this is my normal face and then. <laughs> Is it better? <laughs> I can't believe you guys haven't heard of it. That's so weird. I thought everybody was using facial. Um, I think diarrhea... I think it's named wrong. Because <laughs> I can't say it. Like, I, if I had it the other day, I couldn't say it. It's a beautiful word. It's like Andromeda or... <laughs> You know, diarrhea, like a constellation. <laughs> Should be called something else, like what, like, Mert. <laughs> right? I have Mert. I have to go. Like, and then leave. <sighs> hey, you. Oh, thank God. Um, I went to get an HIV test the other day because I was hooking... I, I wanted to experiment with anal sex because I'd never had it as a gay guy and everyone's like, oh, there's a gland. Like, you have to try it. <sighs> so I... Um, no, I did. So I, I... Like, turns out I was only hooking up with HIV positive people on the internet because if you're HIV positive, you put, like... You know, I'm into Netflix, mountain climbing, you know, hairy guys, and then plus. But I thought that meant, like, and more. <laughs> Like here at the show, they listed the first two comics that you'd heard of, and then it was like, and more. Like I thought it was like that, and so I finally went to get an HIV test, and you have to go to a used clothing store. I don't know why. And I went on two dates, and like the first guy, I met him once, he was super charismatic, and then he texted me like three nights later, he was like, hey, I'm down at Sunset Beer, like, you know, what are you up to, how are you feeling? And I wrote like, fuck yeah. And maybe it wasn't like the best answer, but went down there, it was super weird the whole time, at the end of the day he hugged me and he goes, hang in there. What? And I looked on my phone, I guess, fuck yeah, like Y-E-A-H is very close to I-R-A-N. So I was like, hey, what are you doing? How are you feeling? Like, you want to come down? And I'm like, fuck, I ran. And, like, oh, and then I went there the whole time. What? And then the other guy, I couldn't tell if he was gay or not or if I was even on a date. And then at the end, he's like, I'm like, hey, what's going on? He's like, yes, gay mystery. I know. I couldn't tell if he said chemistry or gay mystery. If it was like, gay mystery, you know? So anyway, I finally found, like, because like, as a gay, you can just push a button and get sex. I finally found the right person. Like, I went to their house to meet them. I had to go through, like, all these weird rooms. They had a roommate who like sounded like she was swallowing a giant cock at the end of every sentence. She's like, it's really nice to meet you. My name is Eliza. <laughs> hey. And then he like left to go clean his ass out. Which, how do you even clean? Like if you spritz some water into a jar of peanut butter, like is that clean? <laughs> She's like, you know, you really have to, there's a lot of people here that are on drugs. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyway, I finally had the anal sex, and I have 20 seconds left with you, and I just want you to know, I thought it was going to be really good, and it's not. <laughs> you know how it feels like when you're taking a shit, that feeling? It's not great, but it's not terrible. It was that, except someone else was there, and right as it was coming out, it's like, no, and they pushed it back in. 
I'm going to keep the show rolling, but I got to say, I really related to that diarrhea material. <laughs> I've been campaigning to change that goddamn word my entire life. <sighs> I vote Mert. <laughs> is a beautiful word and it should not be used for that all right you guys want to keep this show going we've got two amazing comics left yes this next comic is in front of the show she's also one of my favorite comics in los angeles please give a warm welcome to sam J. what's up y'all how y'all doing fucking that guy was funny man <laughs> I was entertained back there. <laughs> I, I wrote, oh, so last night, all right, so I got high last night, and then I got in my car, and my wife was driving, so I was in passenger seat, and I was like, I was just feeling real good about life. There's been a lot of good shit going on in my life. So, you know, I'm about to blast 21 Savage, and I'm just open up my shirt, and I'm just riding down this highway smoking a joint. So I'm just smoking a joint, my shirt's open, like just all the air blowing on my titties. <laughs> Just, it, it was fucking amazing. I'd never done it, but it was so fucking good. And, I, and then I realized, like, what feminism was. Because I never... <laughs> it, it hit me right then. Because, like, I knew I was a feminist, because, like, I have to be. But I didn't, I, I didn't understand it, really. I was like, what are these bitches complaining about? A little bit, you know? Just a little part of my mind was like, what the fuck are they? And then when I wrote with my shirt open, with my titties just out... I was like, I should have been feeling this my whole life. <laughs> but I don't, because I, I got to always be covering up my titties, and that ain't fair. <laughs> That's the male patriarchy. That's the problem, is that I got to walk around my titties covered, and these motherfuckers just, that's not right. It was very, it was such a basic moment, but it all, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, my whole life, on my because anything can happen to me. That's what I'm taught. Anything can happen, you know what I'm saying? And you can't just be out, because dudes be raping. And if dudes would stop raping, my titties could be out. That's what people teach me. Like, they get to have their titties out because they could beat up rapists, but you can't, so cover your titties. And that's not fair. That's not right. I'm tired of even giving a shit. I wish I didn't have to think about it. Like, I watch men just move around. Because I have a lot of male friends. I'm like, I'm just, I'm like, how do you just get to live so fucking free? Like, I got a homeboy. He sleeps like this. Belly out. Hands. Do you know how confident and comfortable you have to be to sleep like that? <laughs> Belly out. Hands behind you. Like, just animalistically, it is natural to cover this part of your body because it's the weakest part of your body. Someone can rip out your intestine, you'll be dead. So animals even cower just... But, like, men, human men are like, nah, come at me, bro, you know? <laughs> Meanwhile, I sleep in fetal, fetal position every night. Like, the world is so dangerous. That sucks. <laughs> I'm married and shit. And, uh, yeah, whatever. It, uh, I don't know, man. We've been talking a lot. It's probably not going to work out. We've been having a lot of conversations like, I don't know if this is going to be the thing. And it's hard. It's just hard. It's very hard. You know, you go in with all the best ideas, but it's very hard. It's especially hard when you're gay married because you don't make a baby right away. Like straight married people, they usually get pregnant within like the first two, three years if they're lucky and there's nothing going on because the whole reason they got married was to fuck raw, you know? <laughs> that is the point. Like, I don't, I want to start fucking raw. I need to marry somebody. And then they fuck raw and make a baby. And then when they want to leave, they got this baby. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody wants to get out. There's no way. At some point, 
everybody's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. But then with strike covers, it's like, oh, there's a whole baby. Let's stay and raise it. And then they stay. And they, but like gay, I don't have like, me and my wife, we have a cell phone plan together. That's it. That's not enough. I'm like, bitch, I will go to Sprint. This is not, I don't like how this is going. She's not enough. I got to get out of here. It's priceless. We're like, she's gay, 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 you know? Which is not a problem. I'm just not super gay like that. Like, I'm gay. I don't, you know? But my gay is like underwear with dick holes, ESPN. That's kind of where it ends. That's it. And my wife's like, rainbows. You know, like, she's gay. She's gay as fuck. And I'm like, that's cool. I'm not mad. I'm just not like super gay like you. So sometimes she wants gay shit. Then I'm upset. Like, now we doing gay shit, you know? I, didn't, I don't necessarily want to be doing all this gay stuff. Like, she, last week she was like, oh, let's scissor. And I was like, oh, bitch, why, you know? Then I was like, fine, I'll scissor with you. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Just get the scissor in, goddammit. I never did before, but I'm trying to save my marriage and shit. And if you don't know what it is, you're stupid, but it's one, one girl. You're an idiot, but it, one girl does this, and another girl does this, and then they just rub vaginas until someone dies. I don't know, okay? Who gives a shit? I don't know. <laughs> but I was like, let's scissor, and uh, we scissoring. And I never felt gayer, you know? Like, it was the gayest I've ever, like, I was covering my nipples, like, ooh, bitch. What are we doing? God doesn't want this for us. We need to see. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Does not. <laughs> Our periods have also synced up. It's fuckery. Bullshit, yeah? And no one even told me about the sync up. You know what I mean? That's the fucking fucked up part, man. No other lesbian warned me about this shit. That's the problem with oppression. I really figured out. It just stifles conversation. Because you can't get some important shit because you worry about all this other bullshit. You know what I mean? Because no other lesbian was ever like, hey, bitch, watch out for that sync up because we're so worried. Like, I hope they let us keep our Asian babies that we don't even get to that part of the conversation. And that's the shit I need to know, the sync up. That's fucking crucial. This shit is fucking up my life, man. For one week out of every month until we dry up or I'm dead, we're just two lunatics in the house. Two crazy bitches, man. Two insane fucking women. It's intense, man. And I, as women, we like to pretend like our periods don't matter, but they do. They fuck you up. Especially when you're over 30. These shits is fucked up. They fuck you all the way up. This one dude was like, a woman can't be president because periods. And I was like, he kind of right. He ain't all the way wrong. I mean, a bitch will get it together, but you might have to watch her a little close. Because that shit be fucking you up. Especially, like I said, these over 30 men. I remember when I was young, I didn't give a fuck about my period. And that's the thing, like I said, with oppression, you don't get warned. Because, like, no other woman ever told me, like, hey, bitch, when you get 35, that period's going to be a motherfucker. No woman told me that. But that's what's true. When you're a kid, you don't think period really matters. When I was young, college, I didn't give a fuck about my period. I'd shake a period off. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't give a fuck, man. Maybe them girls complaining, uh, cramps, I can't go to class. Like, fuck you, bitch, man up. What are you talking about? This hoe ass period. Nigga, hand me the rock. Let's play basketball. <laughs> fuck about this period. Not this 35 plus period. This shit is bad, man. I be rocking my dog, crying in his eyes and shit. Just rocking him like a baby. Like, my school, you're so beautiful. How did God make you? My wife's in the bedroom crying over love actually on a loop. 
just in tears. I'm in the living room crying over ESPN 30 for 30 documentaries. Just bawling my eyes out of a Four Falls for Buffalo and shit. We meet in the hallway, yell over our daddy issues, then hold each other over who used last tampon. It's fucked up. It's not good. It's the one time where I'm like, ah, maybe this is against nature. What do I know? Maybe this isn't the way God wants it to be. It's not the way it's intended. Two women cohabitating indefinitely. No men to break this shit up. No testosterone around to balance this shit the fuck out. Because we're still animals, man. You need testosterone, you know? Can't just live without that shit. We need things. We're animals. We like to think we're higher than that, but we're not. We're animals, man. I've been wanting to call one of my homeboys up like, hey, bro, can you come over here and bust a nut on my couch right quick? <laughs> just put that shit in the air. We'll sniff it. <laughs> balance ourselves out. And while you're at it, can you open up one of these spaghetti jars? It's been a long month. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Oh, keep it going for Sam. (laughs) Sam's terrific. (laughs) Sam, you know what's worse than um, your period sinking up? If your periods don't ever fucking sink up. A week apart. A week apart for five, nay, six long years. It's the worst. Also, neither of us ever remembers what's going on. Like, we don't, even though, like, we both, I, neither, neither of us ever remembers, and we do the thing to each other yeah. you're definitely not supposed to do to a woman. A crazy fight, and then and then we do the thing. You're not supposed to do the thing. You're not supposed to go like, oh. but we absolutely do that with each other. Oh wait, I just got my period. Oh really? Huh? There were no signs. And then it's just like a marathon, you know. Just, well, marathon, you run by yourself. It's just like a, 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 a it's like a four by one hundred relay, but there's only two of us. Okay. Toboggan. <laughs> Maria, it's not anything like a toboggan. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a bobsled. <laughs> Oh my god. All right. You're just now you you have just named consecutively worse things to do while you have your period. I don't know if you realize that. Toboggan sounds terrible. Bobsled worse. Beach volleyball. How do some women do that for a living? Okay. Well, you guys uh hey. This has been such a great show and our final comic tonight is, she's just a killer. Like, she, she's going to slay your brains. I love her so much. Let's hear it right now for Deborah DiGiovanni. Guys, give it up for Deborah, guys. Hello, everybody. Oh, goodness. I'll tell you. Um, I, had, I had a hot lift driver. Uh, that's upsetting, isn't it? When you get into the car and he's attractive, you're like, what the fuck, Jeffrey? Like, look at this. Gorgeous. I'm like, clearly you've made some bad decisions, but you're here with me right now. 
very handsome. And I do, I don't know about you, do you tell the truth in your lift, in your lift card? Do you ever tell the I never tell them what I do for a living. I lie, and I say that I'm in advertising. I don't know why. I feel like I can pull that off. I don't know why. But for some reason, I panicked. He was hot, and I panicked, and I told him I was a comedian. And then he did the boner killer of all boner killers. He said to me, oh yeah, a lot of people tell me I should be a comedian. <laughs> Pull over the car, Jeffrey. Pull the car over. That is it. One star. One star. Boo. You know what I mean? He was a dud. God bless him. Handsome, but a dud, you know? And then he's talking to me. He's like, so what kind of, what kind of comedian are you? And I'm like, I don't know. Good? I don't know. Like, what do, you, what do you want from me right now? And he's like, are you dirty? I'm like, well, I'm a grown woman. I'm a little dirty. He's like, how dirty? I'm like, Jeffrey, what do you want? I'm like, like one to ten? And then he says this to me. He's like, no, are you like... Like, shit on my chest dirty <laughs> this has escalated quickly are you kidding I'm like once more around the block Jeff hello five stars yeah dud to stud am I right no I was terrified I got out of the car so fast I, I had to wash my soul anyway I'll tell you this right now I'll say this right I know you're thinking it I also hate my top what the fuck am I wearing seriously <laughs> I hate it. Is this scrubs? Is it? Doesn't it look like you should have a small mirror in your mouth right now? Doesn't it? Uh, or like maybe it's like an artist smock. Remember your, your high school art teacher? She put her shirt on over her good shirt. She didn't want to get it dirty. <laughs> this is me. I hate myself. Let's move on. Anyway, uh, I'm an old woman. I'm old. I cannot tell you how old I am legally in Los Angeles. Uh, they'll... They'll chase me out of the city with a sharpened stick. But here's the thing. I am an old woman. But if I was to tell you how old I am, you'd be shocked. I don't look as old as I am. If I was to tell you my real age, you'd all be like, Deborah, stop. You look so sorry. And it's true. I do. I look young. But the only reason I look young is because I'm fat. Let's be honest. It fills in the lines. That is it. You people wasting money on Botox, you fucking idiots. This is cheese. Look at this. Are you kidding me? $8.99 a block. Are you joking, dum-dums? Are you kidding me? Look at this. This is cherubic. This is a cherubic face. Are you joking? I'm going to die soon, but I'm going to look good, though. I'm going to look good, though. Did she die as a baby? The last, was she a baby when she died? Oh, it makes it sad, and that's more fun. Let's be honest. I have to ask you a question now. Be honest with me. Do you ever get tired of washing, like, your body? Be honest with me. Do you? Do you ever look at the shower and you're like, what the fuck, this again? Are you kidding me? I have so much hair. Are you kidding? I'm exhausted. I can't do it anymore. And you know that California has no water pressure. You know that. My, my tears have more water pressure than this fucking state. Are you kidding me? I can get a gush going. <laughs> After the show in the corner, I'll show you. Anyway, it's $5. Here's the thing. I, I, you know what, I'm, I'm Canadian, right? And I, the one thing I miss about Canada, uh, number one, I miss, you know, freedom. And then number two, oh, guys. And then I also miss water. I miss water. We have water. It falls from the sky in Canada. Like, different shapes and sizes. It's lovely. And I know we had a wet winter. Yeah, keep holding on to that, LA. We had a wet winter. But you know the drought is upon us again. Something is burning right now as we speak. And I am terrified to run out of water. I am horrified to run out of water. Like, I, here's the thing. I'm not going to make it in a Mad Max situation. There's no fucking way I'm surviving a Mad Max. I can't wear leather. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to fit in. First of all, too much squeaking. Do you know what I'm saying? Here she comes. There's no way. I can't 
Capania, wearing leather. You know, I'll never get it off. I'll never get it off. And also, the scariest thing you can say to me is run. Holy fuck. Are you kidding? You say run, I lie down. Are you joking? Go around me, is what I say. Go around. You know, go on without me. Tell the world my story. You know what I mean? But jazz it up a bit. Add a sex scene. Do you know what I'm saying? Make it good. Here's something I'll tell you. Um, I know that I don't, I hear this a lot that women are, you know, we know this, we read this everywhere that women are very upset by catcalling. Now, of course I am too. Of course. I, I want to say that I want everyone uh, to feel safe and respected at all times. But please listen to your Auntie Deborah when I tell you uh, the day that catcalling ends, <laughs> that's a cold fucking day. I'm not going to lie to you. It is. Right now I would do anything to be debased. Are you kidding? Make me feel less. I just want this. Is he following me? <laughs> just one time. I know you're upset, but fear is hot. Don't lie to me. You kidding? It's cardio if you get your knees up. But here's the thing, everybody. Oh, yes. Get precious on me now. I'll say this. I'll say this. I was cat called, though. I'm lying. I was cat called the other day, uh, except it was real cats, though. It was real cats. Deborah! <laughs> you know, hi, guys. I hang around. We played a little. You know what I mean? They're not stupid. They're not stupid cats. They know I'm the leader. You know what I mean? They can tell. Because there's crumbs. Now, here's the thing. I see that everyone got, oh, you got very upset. I'm just telling jokes. These are just words, everyone. I know that we all, we're all very upset now. But um, there, I had the other day online, someone come to me and they said, oh, you can't, there's words you can't say anymore. You can't say slut anymore. No, I don't use slut a lot. But here is the rule in comedy. I don't know if you know this, kids. Um, there's an old rule that I'm allowed to tell jokes about sluts because one of my sisters is a slut. So therefore, that is, that's, that's the rule, everybody. And I know what you're thinking, that's not nice. You know, but I have three sisters, so. <laughs> you don't know which one I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Unless you know my family, then you totally know which one I'm talking about. Yes. It is Erica. Anyway, she was a whore. Let's end it there. Good night, everyone. Thanks so much. See you again. Bye-bye. Walking past that record store that used to be in our neighborhood, yeah, and Deborah, yeah, there was a there was a stand-up stand show there. going on in there <laughs> that just didn't have a, a large attendance that particular night. There was yeah. probably ten people there. Do you know what? it is really hard to slay ten people because laughter needs uh, anonymity and people feel very nervous. And I walked past and she yeah. was killing so hard. I just went in and watched from the back yeah. and just like. Just, just crushed ten people. Fucking what? <laughs> That's an impossible task. One yeah. more time for Deborah. Deborah. Yeah. And actually, why don't you keep it going for everybody you saw tonight? It was a great show. Fantastic show. Um, one more time for Ryan and Rachel. Woo! And for Hannah, who also produces our show and is over there in the corner. We will be here next week. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap your hands together. Put your hands together.
this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun, with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, (laughs) Jazos. Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.